our opinions are our own. Yes, and we truly love you, Shudder. I mean, Master. a feature because it's cool austin lucas looks like he's in a sex dungeon yeah he really looks like he's in like just surrounded by like dildos and insanity <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> with his fucking his fucking lean that he's drinking over there <laughs> go juice go go juice <laughs> that's right shut up <laughs> oh well that i'm deaf now I'm deaf now. Sorry. <laughs> we are two weeks into quarantine apocalypse, and week Lucas two is of just quarantine. Drinking lean. <laughs> oh, you idiots! But we're all here. All of us we, are here. We are all we here turn. at this moment. Are you quarantine. guys having the same uh, the same experience that you might now? Like you may have been an alcoholic before, but now you are an alcoholic for sure. Oh, oh, it's it's, it's the other daily. <laughs> Every out of literally every day, like this. Why this not? Glass of just whiskey. Yeah, I'm, I'm drinking so the whiskey you got me, Cody. Very good. And I finished your the, the birthday bottle that you got me. I finished the whole <laughs> oh, thing, burning mm-hmm. burning through whiskey just in every day. <laughs> I've gone through that. I went through that whole bottle. I went through a whole bottle of Macallan. I just cracked a oh. bottle of Ardbeg. I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's just gonna be bad. I'm gonna have to go out into the world. I'm gonna run out of whiskey. Maybe this whole thing was just uh, manufactured by uh, the alcohol industry to just mm-hmm. get us locked in our homes drinking excessively. No, it was it the, worked. It was the, it was the Chinese government. <laughs> yeah, they wanted to get us all drunk and fat. And then no, they wanted to get rid of the old po- old people population in China. Everybody else is, is uh, collateral damage. They revere their elderly. Or is that Japan? I don't know. It had China's it's stance Japan. on the elderly. China Japan. doesn't tell their elderly that they're dying. I learned oh, that right. Um, documentary the movie, farewell yeah. <laughs> yeah the documentary the aquafina documentary the farewell <laughs> which is a true story and it's about yeah. the director's sure. experience but anyway uh-huh i haven't cried anyway. harder at a movie than, really? than that one by the way i've been uh, meaning to watch time. It. put it on our endless pile of stuff that we can watch now because we have unlimited time and all i've done is watch movies yeah yeah if you want to they- really hurt yourself watch uh the trials of gabriel hernandez I do not no. want to do no, that. No, that like- stop saying that one. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> I I have not cried that hard maybe ever in my life. Did some Maddie kid get uh, killed? Ma- yeah, Maddie demanded that I stop watching it because I was crying so profusely. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> wow! Welcome back to the Shudcast. Shud in, Shud in episode two. Corona. Yep. <laughs>
<laughs> I can't watch that one, man. I just, I just can't. I don't, I don't want to watch anything about that story. I, don't I mean, I don't know anything about it, and I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm fine to leave it that way. <laughs> I, I mean, it's a very, right. it's very good, but it's so, it's just so fucking sad. It's so fun. I, I couldn't actually finish it. Maddie finished it, and I sat on the couch and played Mario. Um, <laughs> Fair. <laughs> just the complete opposite. Just, <laughs> just a yeah, yeah, it's Mario. Much. I needed yeah, only a- happy things in my life after that. Uh-huh. Only happy things. On the on another another non horror news for a moment. Have you guys watched this Tiger King? Okay, just just bear with us for this next bit. We all know by now Tiger King is so played out, and and it got frankly it got too big, and it it did more than it needed to do, and I I just blame early quarantine. Um, but anyway, just just indulge us as we newly discover it. Look, you were like this too early on, okay? So don't judge us too hard, bro. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, it's my life literally right now. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I can't so stop thinking about it. I don't want to watch so more. It's it so incredible. Sad. It's so. We sad. watched like one. We so we've weird. been watching like one a day, and we have to. And then Kaylin, that's Kaylin hits her max, and then like we can't watch more than one a day because it's so insane and so sad. <laughs> and these people are leading the. <laughs> most fucked up lives i've ever seen it's I like fucking trailer trailer trash mad libs like you don't know <laughs> what's coming next but something fucking wild comes next it's just like, why they're magicians too it's... <laughs> <laughs> so coincidentally I just... I'd, I'd heard about him i heard about joe exotic a couple i don't know maybe a couple years ago because of our favorite show last podcast on the left um where they discussed him in, in we went so long Without mentioning those, this, you'll grow to love <laughs> one day. But the anyway, social distancing thing has really put a damper on Lucas's Fight Club Park, where he's shirtless, <laughs> just waiting. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, continue. Curtis, don't encourage him to take his clothes off. He will. Um, then this becomes a very different sort of recording session. Uh, uh, yeah, man. But uh, really, that was just a, a moment to plug the fact that the last podcast mm. introduced introduced them. It's so wonderful. That, that poor redneck bastard. I'm, I'm just I don't, time with cats, man. I fluctuate <laughs> wildly between like loving and respecting him and like thinking he's a dirtbag piece of shit. Like constantly, I, I'm just I don't know where I stand on Joe Exotic. Who I'm being honest, a piece yeah. of shit, man. The- <laughs> no, there's some in there that's fucking great. He is a very tragic story. Yes, he's he a very tragic story. To me, it's it's this is his, he's now getting his day in the sun, kind of thing from jail, like yeah. so, so yeah. <laughs> it's kind he's of this, like, beautiful fame. end to his <laughs> to his story. Because I, I don't think, think he's yeah. getting out. Because the more that comes out about Deflo, like he'll just be more wrapped up in it and getting more charges probably. <laughs> yeah, I think my my favorite <laughs> part about him is the fact that he's not a horrible singer. Yeah, I, I, I know. Probably believing that was him. I was like, "There's no way." Yeah. Everything I, else in his life is a sham. He's totally bringing in some dude to, in the vocal. I've not seen. Yeah, yeah, I've not seen it all. I was expecting that to be a reveal at some point. Like those songs are wait. good. <laughs> I know. Not good, Every time man. I wake up, now I go. I wake up. I go to work. <laughs> <laughs> like fuck. 
fuck? Those are good songs. He's legit. <laughs> I'm, I would listen to his stuff. He did the wrong thing. He should have kept with the music. Yeah, I love that he has like 18 hundred. records and 30 music right. videos. <laughs> Just an absurd amount. Like videos. the volume so is insane. Good. Oh, they're all filled by the property. It's so fucking good. Yeah, we have one left in the in the saga. It, I'm it, just I've just started. Oh, well, yeah, I you know the story that breaks my heart the most in that is uh, is the um, producer guy, mm-hmm. the guy who lost all the footage that was making oh, the reality yeah. show. Yeah. I was Lucas like, Curtis oh. just said he's watched one episode. <laughs> Look, I don't I don't care. It's it's fine. Uh, I'm sure I'll find plenty of value in watching all this just, shit go down. Okay. <laughs> Trust me, that's it's if the that journey. Ruined, that's I'm sure not, that is just a. Like yeah. grain of sand. I for, I forgot about that because of everything <laughs> else. I completely forgot that that existed because of all the other chaos and constant insanity that you're bombarded with by South Hill people. Well, <laughs> spoiler alert to both, I guess, Curtis and Austin. It doesn't get happy. Oh, I, I'm not expecting that at all. All right, well, Shutter, you fucked up. You fucked up by not taking taking the rights of the yeah. story. Shouldn't have passed. Uh, other, otherwise, you do no you do no wrong. <clears throat> Correct. Mm-hmm. I will say I recently watched just to jump into what have we watched? Yeah. I did watch my new favorite movie I've ever seen, which is on Shutter. Oh, which is what is a it? A film called Tammy and the T Rex. <gasps> oh. <laughs> I've talked about that like three episodes ago. It's amazing. It is. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, spoiler alert, we're actually going to be talking about this movie in depth on our next episode. So, if you haven't seen it, I personally cannot recommend it enough. And you should do that before you listen, and then you'll know everything we're talking about. Seriously, it's my favorite movie I've seen in a really long time. Unbelievable. (laughs) I have never laughed so much. In a movie, and I have never enjoyed a movie as much as I have enjoyed Tammy and the T-Rex, which is on oh, Shutter now. It warms my heart so much that you That's watch them that movie is that good. I tried it's, to tell them. It's the best. It's I still haven't best. watched it. It's the best bad movie I've seen in my life. I giggled like a schoolgirl <laughs> for the entire 90 minutes. It is insane. It is I think the movie was directed by just a pile of cocaine. <laughs> it is just constant insane, like like down to like the little T-Rex arms doing things. Like I lost my shit constantly. And it's it's a young Paul Walker, a young Denise Richards. It's Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's is the bad guy. And it was directed by the same director who made Mac and Me. Yeah, that tracks. Have you, and you I know sh- the story of it? Of Tammy and the T Rex? Yeah, yeah. Oh, they had the T Rex first. And yeah, oh, yeah, first yeah, engineered yeah. <laughs> a script. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but it, we were, we're now just getting that R rated cut, though. Like, there was a cut out there that's bad, that's just not R rated. And mm-hmm. the R rated cut hasn't been uh, available until like last fall. So the <laughs> there's another cut of this that's movie out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the, yeah, because so I guess they cut out all the gore and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's yeah, a cut yeah. of that movie out there where there's no fun shit, apparently. <laughs> Wait, I don't know, man. There's plenty of fun shit. You cut out oh, the That wasn't yeah. even... Like, just watching a giant T-Rex, like, operate a a phone a phone booth oh, no. and make a collect call and then search for change. <laughs> oh, like, no. The highlight of my life. That's just ridiculous. anytime they have the little like someone's using the puppet T Rex arms, I mm-hmm. I couldn't I couldn't keep it together. 
I I loved how much Denise Richards sold being in love with that T Rex. Oh, she. <laughs> it, I I watched the scene because it was on the Shutter Shutter TV thing. I watched the scene where the bad guy doctor and his Russian slave girl like convinced her that they're going to yeah like take the body and like convince her that he's dead or uh-huh. whatever. And the way that she sells that, like she, I think, I mean. She, she oh, she's great. <laughs> she was in it and she committed. A lot of people knew what they were doing, what they were in, and they didn't commit. And Denise said, "Fuck it, I got hired to play this part. I'm gonna fucking live in it." Just the scene yeah. where they're trying, we're at the morgue trying to pick out bodies. They're holding it up in the window to the T Rex, and the T Rex is like, "No, like, eh. it just, it is." Oh, if you haven't watched Tammy and the T Rex, I can't say enough great things about it. It's my favorite oh, movie I've seen in years, probably. <laughs> in years. I'm going to think about it for a long time. <laughs> I, I still have it. I, I got to watch that. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll do that tonight. Maybe I'll just I'll get it over with. Please, get, a, get like a little high and yeah, watch that movie. Don't get fucking ripped. <laughs> and fucking watch that movie. Well, between, in between. Like the, between the praise that Lucas gave it, the praise that Austin gave it. Curtis, have you seen it? No, not the whole thing. No. Right. Because I remember, I think, when, we, when Lucas brought it up, I don't know. I, I, I Lucas's review sold me on it, but every time that I go to sit down to watch it, I'm always like, uh, yeah, no. you, have, no. you have to, you have to get high and watch it. You I will have. say it's it's a better it's a better afternoon movie. Yeah, oh, yeah. I would okay. say it's an afternoon movie. Okay, okay. Good enough. I, I watched like a, Saturday, it. like a Saturday too. I yeah. watched it against my will, starting at 10 p.m. <laughs> last night. Against your just, will. Because it was just starting, and I was with my dad, and, and I was like, oh, I've heard of this bad movie. And then we just started, and literally I <laughs> couldn't stop, and I had to sit there and watch the whole thing. Because it was, <laughs> we were just giggling like school children. It is the oh, funniest the shit scene, I've ever The seen. scene where they're trying to pick the T-Rex out a new body. Yeah. He's just and like, like, like uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> or just anytime there's little dumb little T-Rex arms and he's like stroking her hair. It's oh. oh, it is it is next level wonderful. <laughs> so much. I'm gonna convince Maddie to watch this when we're done. She you won't Curtis, get a little high and watch it. You won't be disappointed. Curtis, are you still <laughs> doing the John Carpenter? list <laughs> no i'm not doing the carpenter list and though i'm not doing the carpenter list anymore because i ran out of ones that are free slash that i really needed to see Notice you but switched I, over to GTA. I switched over to yeah i got stuck in the paul thomas sanderson thing and i had not seen punch drunk love before it's side note oh Fuck i haven't either me. Oh, that my, that's my favorite of his so far right now oh, really? right I it just, it just speaks to me it's so fucking good the best the best score i've heard in years um horror wise i watched two things for the very first time this week and was blown away by both in different ways i watched ginger snaps another shutter oh, so good so good holy shit <laughs> the Great. teenage teenage girl like uh werewolf movie that jennifer's body takes from almost directly and mm. jennifer's body is one of my favorite movies ever and it's in the practical effects in it there's a lot of cool shit in that movie and i was surprised to see it it's a lot of fun. I like that one a lot. Love that. And then last night I watched a legitimate masterpiece that is connected to the film that we are talking about tonight. I watched uh, Jacob's Ladder. Mm. Holy fuck! <laughs> Have you guys seen Jacob's Ladder? I haven't. I, no. <clears throat> I turned it on 
Uh, and, and I ended up having more work to do, but every time I looked back at the team, I was like, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) That's what you got to devote a hundred percent of your attention to. I did. I did. I didn't let it end because I was like, I clearly have to watch this movie. When I saw like the, uh, the dancing scene, the club dancing scene. Yeah, man. I think I was like, oh, what? And then I had to (laughs) turn it off. (laughs) That movie is a masterpiece. I think it's a masterpiece. Yeah, absolutely. Same. I'm with you. I think it's the most directly close to the film we're going to talk about tonight uh but man especially tim robbins miles robin father's in this one yeah the the weird nightmarish shit is so so scary and uh so yeah that's what i did lucas uh oh um let's see what i watched i watched um outbreak which was Mm. probably a bad idea because now that movie is extra terrifying. Because <laughs> yeah. every time someone coughs on something, you're like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's see. I turned on the movie because I was interested in the poster on Amazon, which is an awful streaming service. Uh, they <laughs> called Turbo Kid. Do you oh, guys I've seen Turbo Kid. Kid. I've seen Turbo Kid. Yeah, that was bananas. Movies, I mean, right? like honestly, it was. It's like it's like okay as a movie, but visually, like how it's kind of like Babes in Toyland meets Mad Max kind of thing, and uh, it's 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 it was a lot of fun. Um, I also, for some reason, watched the talented Mr. Ripley, and I don't want to talk about that movie. <laughs> um, I watched Return <laughs> of the King <laughs> again. Oh, we're doing Lord of the Rings right now for Kalen's first watch through. Oh, nice! Right, right. yeah, yeah. We I had Fellowship. Seen... Nice. I uh, liked it. Nice. I hadn't seen Return of the King in a very long time because I just keep I keep doing the two and be like, oh, I'll get to Return of the King later. Uh-huh. And uh, I kind of wish I, there was a reason because there's the, the, the 19 endings that movie it's, has. It's too many. Endings. <laughs> it's why so why so, so many, many endings? endings? So good but, though. I remember the only thing I remember of that movie watching it in the theater was going like, oh, that's a nice end. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. That's a really nice. Uh, oh, oh, uh, okay, that's a really nice. Jesus Christ. What? Because <laughs> tonally they treat them, them all like film endings and they are, but like they all have like the, the fade out and the score, you know, den- denouement and, yeah. and it's just like, oh, that's and it. we're Man. not done. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, quickly Pan's Labyrinth and Hellboy. Oh, shit. Which Hellboy? Hellboy? For the first one. Guillermo. Oh, the Guillermo. Mm-hmm. Great. I'm going to be so I really good. like the David right. Harbour one. Same. Same. I think we are in minority. Yeah. I need to watch it again because I, I did see it and I got like, I got like hammered drunk before I went to see it. Um, and uh, uh, I was, I'm a huge fan of those comic books. And I was sitting in the movie theater and about 25 minutes in, I went, this is the one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I'm going to go get more beer. Um, yeah. And I just continued to get like just sloppy, fucking wasted. And yeah. I remember walking out of it feeling like it was—I did not like it. I, but I want to watch it again. Mm-hmm. It deserves yeah. like I, I watched it on an airplane because it was there, and I was like, "Oh, I've been wanting to see this," and I expected nothing because I only heard it was trash. And there's a lot there that I really like. There's plenty that I don't like, and there's plenty that could have been improved upon. It's nowhere near the Del Toro stuff, but like, there's a lot in there that's pretty fucking sweet. I remember I, watching I it and feeling like yeah. I loved Harper as Hellboy. Yeah. So Harper's goddamn good. 
But I can't yeah. get past that fucking makeup design. That is atrocious fucking makeup design. <laughs> it doesn't on, on Harbor. It's yeah. Oh, yeah. I just awful. don't. Oh, I looks, hate that. He looks. He looks gro- <laughs> like gross. Like I, I guess they wanted him yeah. to look gross because he looks really gross. <laughs> and I kind of applaud that choice, but like it just doesn't sure, look good. But like, <laughs> but, yeah. multiple times I catch myself going, "Okay, <laughs> this is what I'm rooting for." Okay. Yeah. It, yeah, it's pretty. It has, it's pretty it, has it has moments, and I, I like. It has it. some great, but moments. it's not good. <laughs> All right, Cody, did you say uh, yours? Or are we? No, I uh, let's see here. I watched uh, on Shutter. I watched Incident in a Ghostland. Um, I've not even heard of this movie. Uh, it's uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna butcher this guy's name, Pasquale uh, Pasquale Laguerre, the guy that did uh, Martyrs. Um, oh, and martyrs, martyrs fucked me up. I haven't watched it since I saw it, which is almost ten years ago. Um, uh, I watched this one, loved it, thought it was great. Uh, highly encourage watching it. Uh, it's really, really, really interesting. Um, uh, I gauge some of these things by how captivated Maddie gets, um, because oh. that's kind of like a Fair. you know, right? And she lo- she thought she was really gripped by it. I thought it was surprised. Um, and then recent? I. Uh, the, the film. uh, came out, um, like, I don't know. I think in the last like maybe five years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's very, yeah. it's very good. I liked it quite a bit. Uh, it's on, sh- on shutter. Thank you. Shutter. Um, shutter. uh, and I watch, I paid the 20 bucks to watch the hunt. Oh yeah. Oh, you, think? you guys watch it. I haven't yet. No, no. not yet. Uh, I loved it. Oh yeah. A Interesting. lot. A lot, a lot. You're the, um, you're the oh. best person I've heard say that. Yeah, you're um, in the minority. Uh, I, I've heard that. Uh, I've heard that. I have a lot of. We'll, maybe we'll get into that another time. Uh, but I liked it a lot. I encourage you to watch it because it's definitely a movie that feels like it would be uh, polarizing. Uh, but I thought it was really clever, really well done. Maddie loved it. Um, it's a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah, uh, it's. I will get around to seeing that at some point. Yeah. Yeah, I have a hard time knowing that because of the AMC A list. Like, I'm paying 20 bucks a month to see new releases yeah. for essentially free. So it's like yeah. to pay 20 bucks when I have thousands of movies I could watch for free at any given moment. That's kind of the hurdle. That's my not, personal not hurdle. Jumping over yeah. yet? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I would have paid 20 bucks like, to see Invisible eh. Man if I had no. But yeah, uh-huh. that was great. Yeah, yeah. But I had I had seen that. Yes. Yes. Right. Yep, yep, yep. Right. All well, right. I encourage you to watch it. Um, it's very great. Uh, but not nearly as good, in my opinion, as the movie that we watched for this episode. Thank you, Shudder. Thank you, Shudder. Shudder. Letting me watch Daniel Isn't Real (laughs) again and not pay any money this time. Uh, (laughs) Well, a little money. Oh, subscription. Monthly. I don't even, I don't even think about it. It just, it just just goes auto-draft. Uh, Guys, I love very this reasonable price. Right. What an affordable price for such <laughs> a great platform. Especially for this Shutter climate, is. you already don't have much it's money. Such so a great so deal, man! Just a great deal. deal. And if you get if you get Brock Powell's credit card info, you're getting months and months of free Shutter. Daniel is not real. Who's sh- who's doing the shutdown? Uh, well, Austin, why don't you do the shutdown on this? One? Oh Lord, I haven't done a shutdown. Ooh. So this is like a like a little recap. A little recap, whatever you want to say about that. All what right. it is. All right, and I, I'm not on a time limit here? No. No, no time limit. All right, no, no time limit. All right, um, so Daniel is real. It's about this, this guy, Luke, who uh, he's a, when he's a kid, 
he sees this he sees a, a dead man a dead a dead man who was a killer man and i think that fucks him up because then he he gets this little friend daniel who shows up and they're best buds and he's an imaginary friend but then daniel tells him to do bad things like throw a bunch of pills in his mama's smoothie so uh daniel's got to go away so they lock daniel in this little dollhouse then luke grows up he's in college not doing so great and doesn't have too many friends uh his mom's a fucking lunatic um, for some reason, oh, I think it was on the advice of his therapist, he decides to let uh, Daniel out of uh, his his house box. So he does, and and we are we are shown a uh, very attractive but uh, unable to act Patrick Schwarzenegger, who <laughs> um, kind of follows Luke around, talks him into doing some bad shit. They do some face melty stuff. Um, come to find out, I think Patrick Schwarzenegger was some sort of evil ancient uh, demon. Uh, there's, there's, they struggle. Uh, Luke gets locked in, in a, like, uh, I don't know, a museum of, of horror. Uh, then there's like an abyss and then, uh, the, the dread lady, uh, almost dies, but doesn't die. But then Luke dies cause he, he falls off the roof and then, um, evil, evil man jumps into the abyss again to continue his reign of terror. I think that's a lot of what happened. That's that's a pretty A to Z rundown of uh, Daniel isn't real there. I yeah. think. If you haven't <laughs> seen it, now you have. <laughs> you've, now, you've now experienced the, the plot it's of the that same. film. It's the same. Well, Austin, what did you think of the movie? You know what? I really loved it, and I would have it would it would hold a place in my in my uh, Hall of Fame almanac of favorite horror movies if they had cast someone other than Patrick Schwarzenegger in that role. I could right. not stand watching him. It felt like a model who was much more concerned with how he was looking at his angle than like the personification. Listeners, I'm of, violently nodding my head. Yes, he is, vi- he Lucas is violently right agreeing. <laughs> it just, like, I did not get the sense. I wanted that Patrick Bateman is it Bateman? I wanted that, uh, that like, I wanted to feel the underlying evil and chaos and insanity, and I didn't feel that. It felt like every line was being delivered very stoically, very, like, just there. I didn't feel like there was much there. And what highlighted that for me was when Luke's, the character, the, I don't know the actor's name who's playing Luke, while he's Robert. taken, that guy, when he's taken over, by Daniel, and now he is portraying Daniel. I I thought it, the, that screen, like that, was miles above anything Patrick had done, and he had like eight minutes of that. They fuse and become Jared Leto. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they. yeah. So I just right. feel like if they had cast anyone other than Patrick Schwarzenegger, this I think this would be like a perfect horror movie. But he just held it back for me. I love the story. I love the imagery. The insano nightmare king, whatever the hell that is. I love it. I love the weird museum, the neon museum of tortures, weird face guy. I loved all of the weird shit. I uh, hated Patrick Schwarzenegger, and it maybe it was a little slow. We could have gotten to the weirdness a little faster for me. But overall, very good, very enjoyable. Enjoyed it quite a bit. I think that's an interesting point to take, uh, to start us off on, because I, I goddamn fucking love this movie. Just fucking love it. It doesn't mean that I have don't have complications with it, because I think it is mm-hmm. very imperfect and uh, ha- has issues. And so just to take it from the Patrick Schwarzenegger thing, I agree with you. I think he's terrible. But he's really terrible. There's something about it where, like, it's almost the the movie's able to use his 
awfulness and its advantage for me. Like he mm-hmm. feels like a petulant child, like with you that, that just 100%. isn't getting what he wants. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh-huh. So I think maybe, and if the movie had used that, cause the movie doesn't use like the childlike qualities, I think of his performance very sure. well. If it had done that, I think it would have been justified. But right. yes, I go back. I oscillate like every other scene with Schwarzenegger. I'm like, Oh, that's it. Oh, God, don't do that. I hate that choice. Like, yeah. Just what like but like choice like you're like I don't even think he made choices. I think he just said the words trying to be hot until like okay, now you have to be angry, Patrick, because you're like stabbing someone. Like that was fine, but like just his like fucking with Luke moments. Just I didn't I, what are we doing? Are you scary? Are you bad or are you his friend? Like it was just so neutral. I didn't know what the hell was going on. I have a little bit of knowledge on the thought process of that, but I, I, I want to move on to other thoughts on the conversation. Just put a pin in that for now. Mm-hmm. One, and it's it's interesting because uh, I, I actually I felt the opposite. Um, I uh-huh. do. I guess I do agree that I don't think he's not phenomenal by any means, but uh, I felt like the way that he portrayed that you know persona, I thought it worked really well in the the sort of you know forced. I'm just I'm just hot shit acting you know mm-hmm. delivery uh and i think it worked so well because it was so juxtaposed with what um miles or uh I, luke i think, I think it's the character yeah. name what yeah luke is the way his character is throughout the movie yeah. he's and so, fucking so much of the movie you kind of you're not really sure whether or not it's you know possession split personality if uh-huh. it's just like his um you know maybe his carnal you know the carnal, the carnal nature that you just kind of shove be shove deep in you, right? Um, coming to life, right? The embodiment of that. I kind of felt like that that uh, the way that Patrick Schwarzenegger portrayed it worked really well, but by no means do I think that it was like a phenomenal Academy Award winning acting job. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because I just I guess the closest comparison would be like something like Tyler Durden. <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah. like 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 Brad Pitt fucking nailed that. Yeah. Like, like, it, like, if right. he's trying to do the like cock of the walk thing, like, all right, I want to see a little more of that confidence, a little more of that cock of the walk. Are you trying to be like, like, are you trying to fuck with him and be like, like a jester? Then I want to see some more. It just, it felt so in the middle. I was like, what are you, what, what's the deal? What okay. are we doing? That's interesting. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about it that way. That's interesting. Yeah, that's yeah, just I'm, me. That was my I'm only pretty, hang up. I'm pretty much in, in completely in uh, complete alignment with Austin's opinion on, on this, in that. The only thing that was bringing this movie down for me was was Patrick Schwarzenegger's performance, which, by the way, didn't know that was him until you brought it up because I because uh, Cody Cody and um, what's your name Curtis. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. Uh, I gotta stop. We just this. expect you no no culture, not not. Yeah, yeah, yeah so it's, it's okay. fine. You can't blame me. I'm drinking the stuff that keeps almost killing little Wayne. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> they. Uh, yeah, because what I don't like doing is I like for this movie they spoke so highly of this movie, and so I was like, you know what? Like because they spoke so highly, I'm gonna go in with no. Uh, preconceived notions about anything because if i learn stuff like patrick schwarzenegger's in this movie i'm gonna look for like how he's fulfilling his dad's shoes kind of thing the same way with like scott eastwood i think both of those guys are doing the same thing in hollywood right now and i despise both of them because they have such large shoes to fill uh i actually 
wasn't a huge fan of Luke's performance. Oh, like I thought. I didn't think he. I didn't think he uh, went went as far as he could. And I thought this movie would have done better with performances that went there. He did better than next to Patrick. I thought he did better than um, than him. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought. I thought. I thought the performances were really the only thing that held this movie back because of how well imagined this movie was. I, yeah. the, the part I, the, the part I appreciate the most too, is that this movie successfully um, ex, uh, like exposed you to lore without you going, what the fuck is it? Like, I need to know what that is kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They just kept, they kept, they kept yeah. showing you pieces of this lore and it was okay that you didn't know every fucking thing about it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and uh, I appreciate when movies can successfully pull that off. Um, mm-hmm. Completely not, agree. Not, not leave me confused and everything like that. So I thought that's what I I just rewatched uh, Fury Road, and that's what stuck out to me is how much that movie does that. Just like gives, just is is what it is. Doesn't explain it. Doesn't really care, and doesn't need to because it's so invested in the world. And I thought that this did that same sort of thing with its lore and its world and whatever the hell's going on it was just it was so confident in it that like we all i went with it and i was i was fine with not really knowing what is going on but yeah loved it yeah i think this movie benefits from having been a book first in that fury road's its own sort of masterpiece george miller and um his writing partner figuring that out its own thing but i think this would have been vastly different if it hadn't had source material to stick to you know uh, i didn't realize it did yeah, <clears throat> yeah i didn't know that until tonight yeah uh director adam egypt mortimer uh sought out the the writer of the book whose, whose name escapes me at the moment and we'll amend that shortly or right now writer of the book is named brian delayu and he wrote the novel in this way i was saved which is the book that inspired this film um he sought him out and they had been trying to he wanted to make this movie but mortimer hadn't made a film yet and this naturally requires a certain amount of money and uh <clears throat> know how to do so so it wasn't until adam <clears throat> got his first movie together the to finally do this yeah i think having that source material allows this movie to pick the moments it wants to use so there there is a landscape for it that exists and it doesn't have to worry about creating all of it itself Mm -hmm. that was essential for it so i guess kind of piggybacking off off the performance stuff one i i love miles teller's performance i think it might have been misdirected in certain points when he's Mm -hmm. in the hellraiser 2 inferno house like Mm -hmm. that's not the subtitle of that movie but uh well, he's. It, I, I don't buy exactly where his character is emotionally going. I like what he's doing. I just don't know where, and I think that comes from a directional point of view. But um, I was fortunate enough to see this movie uh, at Beyond Fest when they did a double of Color Out of Space in this, and it was a great experience. One sitting through Color Out of Space and then just being blown the fuck away by this thing right after. And after the film, it was. Adam Mortimer and Patrick Schwarzenegger gave a quick like Q and a thing. And, uh, if, if I'm to believe, I believe everything so far that Adam Mortimer says, he seems a very earnest and good artist. Uh, but, uh, Schwarzenegger talks about 
the ideas he had in that they were preconceived. So the choices he made were very, very, you know, internal and thought thought out and Mortimer thought they were good ideas. So <laughs> I think Got it. it was just a, a nature of, well, maybe it wasn't. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sure you thought about this, but it didn't really translate there patrick mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i hope i hope patrick i i wish him the best and i love i love his father and uh he's had a hard he's had a hard upbringing so i really hope he can find success in hollywood because <laughs> lord lord knows he doesn't have enough uh money and connections and mm-hmm. yeah you know I, so I really i'm glad for him that he got his foot in the door i'm sure that was really hard <laughs> yeah just good I on him the show i hope he's listening yeah. uh, voraciously yeah Good on him for, you know, finally breaking the, the stigma of just, you know, <laughs> laying around his pool all day and going and making a couple extra bucks and then go back to his pool and lay around. I thought at first I thought Patrick was the uh, was the maid baby, but it's not <laughs> maid baby. Yeah. Remember, remember Arnold had a kid with the maid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. that's why he got yeah. divorced. No, that, I thought yeah, Patrick yeah. was that kid. No, no. Patrick's a, a Shriver. Kid. He's a Shriver. He's a Kennedy. He's yeah, a Shriver, baby. for sure. <laughs> yeah. I want Maybe he's more like fucking Schwarzenegger. Yeah, oh, for sure. He looks just like yeah. Arnold. Like I Shriver kids great. look a lot more like Shriver. <laughs> I want Made Baby to have the acting career. That's the shit. That would be way more exciting because he would actually That's have to overcome. Story. That's yeah. it's amazing. I want that guy. He's gonna do the Conan reboot. It's gonna no, be late baby Schwarzenegger is gonna do it, and it's gonna be fucking awesome. Yeah, it will be. So to give him the respect that he deserves, uh, quote made baby as I have been calling him has a name, and it's Joseph Baena. And I gotta say, I stand by my initial opinion that he should star in a Conan reboot. Let's get it. Let's let's do a Kickstarter, guys. Let's make this happen. Let's Schwarzenegger wasn't. Shit. Yeah, Schwarzenegger wasn't a good actor. He just did no. stuff that fit his he stuff. Fit his thing. He can still barely he can talk. Speak. You seen him with his donkey? <laughs> like the guy can barely talk. He was just ripped. Lola. <laughs> so I feel fine shitting on Patrick because like your dad didn't start out great either. So you can <laughs> you can get better. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, but his dad never really did get better. Yeah, he. Have you seen Jingle All the Way? He fucking commits <laughs> the rain for that man. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, End of Maggie, Maggie. That was the Maggie's best. an exceptional performance. End of Days is great too, but Maggie's Junior. An exceptional Him in the first fucking Escape Plan movie is genius level acting. By the way, Check are you that talking out. about that Sylvester Stallone thing? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he is great. I was the like, Twins. This movie called Escape Plane. Oh, twins. Twins. Come on. Junior. Junior. The Terminator movies. We neglected to mention those. Terminator Genesis movie. Terminator movie. Oh. Yeah, it's really, it's really great. Patrick was able to, you know, overcome adversity that he's faced and make a movie. I think it's I, it's it's funny because I I uh, I haven't really talked gotten to talk to too many people about this movie. I mean, I know Curtis, you and I had a couple of back and forths about this, just uh-huh. kind of very very loosely. Uh, and so the only people that I really person that I really talked to about it is Maddie. And it's interesting because I don't think either she or I the the acting didn't even it didn't even like strike us one way or the other being phenomenal or 
or or uh, or terrible. We just sort of watched it when we believe it, and we really we it didn't any. But what I'm getting at is that the the quality of the performances didn't even strike us. So I think it's interesting to hear three people's opinions, two of them being vehement about how much he's a pile of garbage, and yeah. a third like, where took me out of the movie. Right, right. I and usually third, don't notice. Kind of like kind of fallen in the middle, and I think that's interesting. I that that it was that yeah. he was able to so you know, take you out so, 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 so fucking violently. Well, I think it speaks a lot to the way Cody, your and yours and my brains work with these sorts of things that everything else about this film is so fucking strong. Everything else is just mm-hmm. fucking fantastic. I love the music so much. The music yeah. is just ridiculously music. It's it's kind of had like a Resnery type feel. Very Resnery. Resnery. And whoever did it follows. It was sort of like in somewhere in oh, there. Yeah. I really, really like. It. it was. I looked it up. It was some disaster piece. I looked it up. It was some guy just named Clark. There's a guy who, who scored what? it. Who scored <laughs> it? So I like. So I like him less because he just goes by Clark. Oh, got it. Just, this movie. Yeah, he scored this. Oh, that's I really like his work. Son. <laughs> well, it's it's Chris Jared Seal had a kid and it's Clark. That's great. But, uh, Sharon other, Seal. Yeah. but other than his stupid uh piece of shit uh, stage name, Clark, he did a f- fantastic job with the music. I love it. <laughs> Add a last name. Just go by two names. It's fine, Clark. <laughs> Oh, it's sidebar. It's, just to go back what, to Tammy and the T Rex, because we're talking uh, about music. <laughs> Tyler fucking Bates scored Tammy and the T Rex. Are you serious? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Tyler. Oh my god. Scored, his name popped up in the credits. I lost my fucking mind. I was like, Tyler Bates did this. The goddamn. I love Tyler Bates' work. The Tammy and the T Rex score not that great. Sorry, Tyler. It's not <laughs> you gotta get started somewhere. <laughs> You're very young. There was no budget. I don't blame you, but it's not very good. You did Guardians, though, and that Mar- Manson stuff, so you're fine. Yeah. But anyway, loved the music in uh, this movie, Daniel Isn't Real. Loved the plural. Weird, weird nightmare. What? So what do you guys think his deal is? What's going on with this Nightmare King thing? So, I, I don't know. I, I Kind of what, what I was briefly mentioned earlier, I, it's one of those movies where uh, I think almost the entire movie they really kind of at least the way that i've having seen it twice both times i had, i feel like i had the same experience where um about three quarters of the movie um i just get the impression that it's it's his it, it's his trauma it was brought on by trauma mm-hmm. um, by a traumatic event and it's just kind of all of his emotions that he's not really um releasing or exhibiting mm-hmm. Um, kind of embodied into one being and uh, and how that can be destructive when you bottle those things up and then what happens when it comes out right so um, do you think then the film is a a good representation of that mental illness if we also have this mythology to deal with so and that's where I and that's what I think is interesting about this movie is that at about the three quarter mark uh, roughly you get that you know, suddenly you're like, oh, wait, no, there's this is a like this is a, a demon thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and like a monster demon thing. Right. And with the, with it, the other the, the pig pen guy having the same Daniel right. yeah. and the same yeah. sort of drawings. Right. Um, I still think that you can read the movie with that 
you know, kind of mental illness perspective yeah. and yeah. have the mythology be there and have it work really well. Um, I totally agree. If you, I think if you get too married to the, um, the logic, logic, then uh-huh. it kind of, it, the movie can easily but, kind of crumble. Um, uh, but for, to me, speaking to your point, like, when when you talk about the movie um, kind of making that left turn into uh, that, we're no longer just talking about schizophrenia. In that now 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 the schizophrenia has been personified into a demon. The movie still is able to talk about schizophrenia because one hundred percent it stays it stays with it. Like we're yes we're in a we're in a demon lore thing, but we didn't they never stopped talking about schizophrenia throughout the movie. One hundred percent. And that's and that's and that's the beautiful thing, and that's and that's why this movie is important, is because it does have a it does have a message to say, and uh, it wants to talk about it, but it's gonna it's gonna use a cool way to tell it because the, right. the, for a person with schizophrenia it has been told through like Jacob Ladder and and uh, what was another movie? What was the other movie that we brought up? Hellraiser. The Hellraiser and. Uh, Drop Dead Fred. Drop Dead Fred. That's the one. Drop (laughs) Dead Fred. So I haven't seen Drop Dead Fred. Oh man, I haven't even about it. I I really want to know how you factor Drop Dead Fred into this. This movie (laughs) even it even directly references Drop Dead Fred. The scene where um, they're in the kitchen and he tells him to take the pill that'll put him away. That's kind of the whole crux of Drop Dead Fred. Is like Phoebe Cates has this. uh, imaginary friend that she grows up with and right. becomes more problematic as she's a as she's an adult, and her therapist gives her this uh, this magic pill that will get rid of him. So, mm-hmm. no spoilers on that. That's a that's a plot yeah, device they, there. So, <laughs> okay, to the same podcast episode. Yeah, that's, about that's my yeah, and because uh, I also haven't seen it. And they're, I really want to see that. Really, yeah, no, I haven't I seen it. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, they get I've never heard of it. Huge until, debate. Yeah. They have four. They have four in their podcast, and they were split right down the fucking middle yeah. as far as if Fred was a manifestation of her trauma or it was an actual pe- pedo ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. You have to seek this movie out. It's weird. It's so funny. I would like, love to watch it's it. On, it's got a Beetlejuice element, too, because there's like this whole like cadre of other imaginary friends. Who are yeah, who that's what they shit. bring up. It's like the fact that other kids have these people with them. It's like, what is this like pedo ghost They're club creepy. that exists in this movie? Can we watch it for this podcast? Does it count? Well, I guess it's not on Shudder. It's not on Shudder. Yeah. Is it, yeah, is it delve into horror? No. Wait, I mean, so like not... The tone of that movie is not... It's a kid's movie. I watched it as a kid a thousand times. Yeah, it's a kid's it movie. A, it's a dark kid's movie. Um, but like most things in the early, mid-90s, that's kind of yeah. the nature of the beast. It's a PG oh, thing. Oh, Sleeping, so. Bo- Sleeping Beauty gave me nightmares, man. Yeah. Yeah, you kidding me? I was like, in the no. 50s. Um, yeah, June, June Diane Rayfield talks about how that movie was like monumentally important to her growing up. Mm-hmm. Drop Dead Fred? Yeah. Yeah. It's a very good episode of that podcast. I'll plug that podcast. <laughs> it's a very good episode of that podcast. Where That's what, yeah, absolutely. They get That's what massive, I want to be friends with. It's all of them just fighting called? about. It's called How Did This Get Made? Oh, oh it's a podcast. terrible show. 
Oh, man. No, no, seen. they're good. We like them. Cody? They're good. Oh, shut your goddamn mouth. <laughs> Those are professionals Uh-oh. that run They don't that do what we do, so it's fine. We can run this white park. Piece of shit, Joe. I don't want to learn shit about that. <laughs> so my, so le- saying, I guess my thing was like, so yeah, I agree with everything everyone's saying. It was, I love, I really liked the, you know, tackling it as a, you know, schizophrenia, trauma manifestation. I also really liked that it was kind of ended up being like a real thing. So like right. what, so in your interpretation of, of King, King nightmare, whatever the fuck, what, it, what do you think his like deal is? So he like, so he was with Pigpen, and then Pigpen shot up the coffee shop. And so then he moved over to Luke, right? And then once Luke died, he appeared to be back in his uh, nightmare museum, jumping into the abyss, which is what causes him to go into our world. This is the first thing. This uh, this is the uh, second-ish time I watched this. And this is the first time I got the inkling that he jumps into Cassie next. Like, she's there oh. experiencing this trauma of now having seen this man kill himself. And so I think this is a beast that feeds on trauma. Yeah, for sure. And I don't know. I don't know how much I like that ending. I don't know if I like that either. I like the open-ended he's going to fuck with more people because that's what he's done. Because the impl- there's the museum was implying he's done this, like, throughout time. Yeah. It was sort of like the, the Predator 2 like trophy room yeah yeah of like oh you've been coming here for hundreds <laughs> of years it was sort of like that which i was part of why i fucking loved that scene so much yeah it gave me that same feeling so he like so like bad guy kind of won in the end right like i think so which is just I, I, gonna jump back into our world and fuck more shit up forever well, I think it. I think it depends on what you define as win. I don't know. I, I think it's interesting because I think it could be. It, you could really look at it as that he won and he didn't. He didn't win because Patrick Schwarzenegger uh, gets rid of him. He gets rid of him in a terrible way, obviously, but he still gets rid of him. Whereas, right. but it, it's because it seems like he, that being that entity, he. It, he, as he said, he's just trying to find a vessel, right? I think I think he uses the word vessel at one point. Mm-hmm. So, if and in the movie we experience at least two vessels, right? The uh, mm-hmm. pig pen at the beginning mm-hmm. and uh, 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 Luke, right? Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. if he if he gets you know if he has to keep doing this over and over again, he's not really winning necessarily. The goal for him is to find one vessel and stick with that always right yeah he, to, to, he tells the doctor that he's uh, a traveler looking for a home right mm-hmm. travel home that's what it is oh uh, i didn't get that vibe at all i thought he was like just moving from person to person and just fucking with them until they kill themselves and then moving on yeah i think so, i think so it's he, maybe uh, well he says to that like lucas just said he says to the doctor i'm just traveler looking for a home so I think it's well. He's like, not I'm, the most I, honest murder demon now, is he? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't oh, take his word as gospel. He's a liar! Oh. <laughs> he's prone to some fibbing, ancient evil, muse of <laughs> sadness. Oh, that that scene though, when he scares the shit out of the doctor. I oh love my god. That. But, oh my oh, god! I love that. Oh, breaks the jaw open to just comedic <laughs> yeah. lengths and dives into his mouth. I uh, live for that. I um, also, I also loved uh, that 
the the mom knew exactly what to do. That when, was my favorite scene in the movie. When when uh, when the kids like Daniel made me do it, and she's like, "Well, you got to put Daniel away, put him in the house." I was well, like, how did, you know, "How did you handle that like a fucking boss?" Oh. <laughs> because she's schizophrenic. Yeah. She already she she know and she but that and I think that's such an interesting point with this movie is that. It, that and that scene in particular is that she can see the signs at the beginning, and then later when he's with her, he's like, "Oh, so basically, you knew this was going to happen to me. Why didn't you fucking and tell me?" That was my favorite scene when he visits her in her own mental hospital, right. and then she he's breaking down in front of her, and she recognizes it, and no one else can because she's the crazy one officially right. at the time. Right, and it, it's so heartbreaking, so fucking heartbreaking. It's that heartbreaking. She can't save her son, and just the, the fact that they executed that relationship that way i just think i just thought that was so um i i mean it's just so it's just so perfect it's so perfect yeah, yeah my my favorite stuff in the movie is the son and his mom stuff especially the first time when daniel shows up in the in the bathtub and tells him to put the, the scissors to his throat because mm, oh man oh, like, God. like that oh. was the way to diffuse that situation yeah. with yeah. Like, yeah yeah like care, like right, right. put in danger the only thing that she cares about right now because she doesn't right. care about right. herself. That's that's mental illness, you know. It's it's right. right. Oh, so goddamn good. So it's interesting. The movie, the movie, I think almost fails a little bit to me in the ending where I think it wants us to think that the demon's going to go into Cassie next because it's doing the same motions that. Um, Luke did to get back into the real world, but just, we don't have that. We don't have the stakes of Luke trying to get the demon away from any, uh, anything else to jump into per se. Mm -hmm. Like there's going to be a traumatic ending to this and that leaves everybody vulnerable. So like, I think if there would have been sort of a bigger stake for Cassie getting away from whatever happens, Mm -hmm. you know, does that make sense? I think. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I think is do we more agree? clear? Because I didn't even I didn't even catch that. I, 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 I didn't either. I actually thought the ending left it a little up to interpretation kind of mm. thing. Um, I didn't think it was as final as it, it was traveling into Cassie or, Cassie or anything, because um, Cassie, like it, what, like to me, was a, a well-adjusted emotionally, you know, and it's like could be one of those people that can deal yeah. with this in a healthy manner. Um, because she has a good dad who apparently was Lawrence Fishburne. Did that not look like Lawrence Fishburne in her painting of her dad? Oh, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't quite. That I was my I first was, thought. I, but, yeah. I had prepared for a Lawrence Fishburne appearance in this movie. Oh my god! <laughs> Could you imagine? I, I wish. I, I, hope, I want to bring this up. I hope. I hope this is on the internet. But keep talking. I'm going to try to bring up Cassie's father's. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I would have loved uh, that's the only thing that makes this movie better is a Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne should have played Daniel. That would have been amazing. It's like every <laughs> movie, every me. movie, that Lawrence Fishburne great. is some kind of king of the underworld. No, every movie, like <laughs> cowboy, cowboy Curtis as little little Daniel. <laughs> Stop footage of that. I want like a like a like a Gary Busey Daniel. I want oh. Gary Busey and Nick and Nick Nolte to be Luke and Daniel. I think it would be a cinematic achievement. Oh my gosh! Of insistent vanity. 
a tour. You wouldn't even have to write a script. They would just be insane, and it'd be wonderful. Someone, I, I think, because now I think all three of you have now said this, so I'm inclined to say that I just missed it or didn't really go there. But all of you have kind of made this inference that at the end of the movie, when Demon Night King dives in off the cliff, right? That mm-hmm. that is him re-entering our world. Yes. Yes. I just got that on this viewing, by the way. So. Where did you? Yeah. What what are the things that are leading you guys to get to that point? Specifically, Luke, Luke jumps off that same ledge, and that's when he appears on the rooftop, right, and confronts Daniel, and they have their sword broom fight. Right. What a okay. good jumps off that sword same fight, ledge. by the way. How I didn't understand. Great choreographed sword fight. Oh, I thought the same thing. I was like, wow, <laughs> yeah. you guys are really fucking selling this. Yeah, yeah you're good. <laughs> I was like, wow, they they remembered this from childhood? This is amazing. <laughs> oh, actually, when the sword goes through him, I thought it was uh, it was like a, a moment from Hook when they're at the table and, uh-huh. and uh, Robin Williams spoons the food and it lands on the kid's face. He's like, oh, you're believing, Peter. <laughs> and then, so when, <laughs> when the sword goes yeah. through him, I was like, oh, that was that moment. Your He's belief, like, your childlike <laughs> belief is back. <laughs> Sorry, continue. No, 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 no. Go ahead. And just you're just yes. seeing Curtis's hatred for the movie Hook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Yeah, he hates Hook. I've decided your, your what is Hook is to Curtis as is almost famous is to Austin. Oh, <laughs> I, can't, I can't stand that. Part. <laughs> I can't. I, I hate that fucking movie. I haven't gotten thirty minutes past that. You know why? Because there's kid. And everyone just accepts <laughs> that there's kids, and no one has a problem with the fact that adults are children in that movie. <laughs> and I'd have a big problem with the with the kid fight. Like this is a movie about children being fucking tortured, you see, put in, in an environment they're not ready for, and they are tortured <laughs> and raped. Oh, and it's like, oh, but it's reasons. fun, and there's music. Like wh- there is kid rape, that and that movie's like, not fun. And then that they, they trade they like trade them with the poker game, so now it's like 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 sex slavery? Like Jesus <laughs> Christ. This movie's are insane. You, are you yelling? You're just you're, it's it's all just like clipping. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'll I'll come back down off the ledge. It's just we we watched that recently and I was reminded of just how much I viscerally hate that movie. I'm ambivalent. I don't really give a shit either way. It's a terrible movie. Anyway, but you know what's not terrible is that uh, Daniel isn't real. So we'll come back to Daniel isn't real. <laughs> not a terrible movie. No, it's great. I loved it, except for P- Patty Schwartz. Co- Cody, does that does that make sense? The it does make sense. I I think that um so I I the first time that I watched it I didn't get that at all. The second time I watched it I I had so the first time I watched it I had the thought that where my mind went to is that. Um, if is that it, it, it died, it went away the first time I saw this movie mm-hmm. that Daniel, when Daniel jumped off or excuse me, that when Luke, Luke jumps off the building, right? He dies. And then Daniel does the same thing. And he dies. now watching it a second time. I realized how stupid and fucking inconsistent that thought process was the first time I watched it. And that it makes so much more sense that him jumping off is him re-entering our world. Yeah, he has. And it makes that for me that makes that movie the end of the movie, uh, for me, one hundred percent satisfying and perfect. All right, I'm gonna rate this bitch. 
Yep. Put, yep. put some quantity to Daniel Isn't Real. Who wants to go? I'll oh, go. Okay. Oh, no, never right, mind. Could he get some? Well, I just wanted to make one comment that is yeah. might be irrelevant to some of the to both Lucas or may, sort of Lucas and maybe Austin, but uh, I can't. Uh, watching this a second time, and I watched uh, Jacob's Ladder again last night. Uh, oh, did you really? Yeah, um, because I hadn't seen it in years, and I was like, ah, you know, I should watch that again before we do this episode. That. Um, uh, I remember watching Daniel wasn't real the first time and going, God, there's so much Jacob. This is reminding me so much of Jacob's ladder and watching it, uh, watching Jacob's ladder and then watching Daniel wasn't real immediately. Uh, it is remarkable, uh, how much influence, like I cannot stress enough how much influence, uh, Jacob's ladder had on Daniel wasn't real down to, um, almost direct scenes being lifted from Jacob's ladder for Daniel wasn't real. And also the fact that Tim Robbins' child, uh, Miles, plays the main character in this. Uh, it's just, I don't know. I, I, Curtis, did you get the same impression? That's Tim Robbins' kid? Yeah, yeah. So it's just a movie of, of <laughs> famous actor kids? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. fuck this. One's, good. One's really good. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and Adam Mortimer, they did the Shutter to the live stream of the film last night where he tweeted along as it was running, and he acknowledged... Plain, plain face that Jacob Slider is huge influence for many reasons, but that the the party scene where uh, Luke yep. faints is the exact fucking scene from Jacob's Ladder. Down to the demon things looking so yeah. eerily similar. The Jacob's Ladder demon things are crazier than Bucky shit. That, that's crazy. <laughs> but go see, go watch Jacob's Ladder on the inferior streaming service, Amagron, Am- Amagron Prime, and. Uh, Bezos' tax haven. That movie is is perfect. So that will be next on my list if I can convince my fiance to watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. Well then. All right. Let's let's uh let's rate this bitch then. I'll sing it after it. I give this film one Heronius Bosch because there is a Heronius Bosch painting in it and the weird. <laughs> Weird Demon King is in it. I don't know if that's a real Heronius Bosch painting or a painting in the style of Heronius Bosch, but I loved it because I love me some weird-ass Heronius Bosch. Um, Yeah, I think this is a fantastic movie. I love the weirdness. I love the world. I love the lore. I love the evil Demon King. I love all the imagery and the allegory. I really hate Schwarzenegger's performance. I didn't even love Luke's performance, but he was miles ahead of uh, his name's Miles. He was miles ahead of Schwarzenegger, so I thought it was passable. I think if you had done some slight different casting, I think this would be like a perfect horror movie, and I think it would it would have a like cult status following for years to come. But you know. It doesn't, so it it won't have that, and that's fine, too. It's all great. But, yeah, it's a fantastic movie, and you should absolutely watch it. Pitching. I shall give this flick an eon of multiple personalities. That's what I give it. Okay. And <laughs> an eon of multiple personalities because this the movie is so, so well-constructed and, like, uh, Dare I say, virtuosic in its editing and its 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 ability to visually present you this world and these real illnesses that have effect on us, without having to be didactic, without them having to explain, explain, explain. 
how these things affect human beings. We see it, we feel it, I feel it. Um, and then when you get into the cosmic stuff, like while we may lose something when it comes to the, the humanity of it, to me, I, I, it's just so fucking cool and scary that it's a damn near, it's a damn near masterpiece of a horror flick um, with the caveats being there still. I, I love it to death. I give it uh, one glorified head splat. Mm. Uh, mm. Due to that, the the massive blood splatter at the end of that movie, uh, which um, I mean, you know, I, I usually the way I watch uh, when I before I pass like the final judgment in my head on how much I love a movie, I like to watch it a second time um, to see how I feel on a subsequent viewing. Uh, both times that I watched this movie, um, uh, to me. I felt uh, uh, nothing that it was nothing but perfection. Um, I love this movie. Uh, I really don't have a bad thing to say about it. Uh, maybe my um, standards are are lower, or maybe I just don't have the eye for um, some of the acting or directing, you know, quips that you guys had. But uh, yeah, man, I give this a five out of uh, for my scale, a five out of five, hundred uh, percent. I'd suggest this to anybody. Uh, I think it's. Uh, you know, if not perfect, it's fucking damn near perfect. Uh, yeah, I, I really just don't have enough nice things to say about this movie. Fucking red. Lucas? Me. Okay, I give this movie one hour and 45 minutes of <laughs> unexpected cunnilingus. Because, and it would have been, it would have been, it would have been two hours if the performances didn't work. Right. We lost Cody. Unexpected. <laughs> That's a good band name. That's a great <laughs> band. Name. And uh, yeah, everything everything about this movie is uh, is is what good modern fresh storytelling should be. Um, imaginative, uh, compelling. Uh, has has something important to say. Um, I thought I thought the way this movie treated. The issue of people suffering from schizophrenia was incredible. Um, I, I unfortunately had not seen Jacob's Ladder, so I don't. I haven't seen other movies really tackle schizophrenia. Um, I think that one's different than schizophrenia, yeah, by the way. It's more trauma. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, Jacob's Ladder. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like P- PTSD. PTSD right? is more of a thing. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think this movie. I had a lot to say and it and it told it in a really fucking cool way um and this is definitely a movie that'll sit with me for a long time and and yeah. friends of mine who i do i do have a couple friends that are uh studying to become uh psychologists and i and i will recommend this movie to those people because i feel like this this movie um uh should be viewed by psychologists Mm-hmm. I'm worried about the psychologist, the future psychologist taking Rex from Luca. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Note to self: never see a psychologist ever no! again. <laughs> Why do you keep showing it's the us void? The it's the void. Oh God damn it! On that note, thank you for watching and thank or you shutters. And thank, thank you to the shutters for giving us this sweet, sweet thank device. You, shudlings. I think we should call our shudlings. shudlings. Well, oh, guys. I, I just I want to take a moment to say um, thank you, Shutter. Thank you, Shutter. If there was ever a time, we always need you. But if there was ever a time that we really need you, 
It's uh, now. Yep, during this quarantine. Thank you for officially endorsing us, Shutter. Thank we, you for uh, standing by everything we say. Money is very good. When, mm-hmm. right thank now, you for all the money. And thank you, Shudlings, for listening. All you Shudlings out there. All you Shudlings out there. We love you. I'm so, so glad we could settle on a six-figure yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Negotiation. We've taken less. We, we definitely would have taken less. We're fine. We just do this out of love of it. But you insisted that we be comfortable and have pool... Yeah. Have pools, have guests. We would have done it for a, a case of White Claw, but we really appreciate the right? six figures. Oh my God. <laughs> I know, Shutter. Look, I'm drinking nat- natural seltzer now. I was going to comment on that. <laughs> I was like, is that a natty, but a seltzer? Wait, yeah. Is on White Claw? It's hard times, man. <laughs> what happened to cocaine drink? Oh, that's uh, that's almost done. But I had to slow down because I'm starting to not feel my fingertips. (laughs) (laughs) We should do a Lucas should have like a cocktail segment on every episode. Like like an exquisite, you know. Yeah. uh, You do a themed cocktail. (laughs) Oh, what's in this one? Oh, so I put my keyboard on its side and I batted it out. <laughs> and then you fill the glass with Everclear <laughs> and you drink that. And that's the dev the Daniel is it rule. We'll do that next time. Well you forgot the acid. You need the acid in it too. Liquid acid. Uh-huh. There's probably some in his keyboard. Oh, I didn't mention so going into this movie, my my friend was trying to make me watch this video called Auditory Hallucinations. And someone recorded this two and a half minute thing of like voices piled on top of each other going like, jump in the street, jump in front of the car, jump in front of the car, jump in front of the car. Oh, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And then, and then like, nope. it's, it's, it's voices like that piled on top of all saying different shit. And I was like, why are you doing this? He's like, I don't know. It sounds fun. And I'm like, oh my God. That sounds terrifying. I got, I got 20 horrifying. seconds in, and I'm like, I'm going to have sudden on schizophrenia, which is not a thing, but it will be a thing if you listen. <laughs> All right, our, our culture expert out there in, in the trenches doing the real work for all of you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He does it for you. We'll, we'll send the s- money. And send us a tweet. I guess we have a send Twitter. Us, send us a tweet. We definitely have a Twitter. Yeah. People have already followed us at this point. So yes, exactly. Sure. But if not, tell your friends. Listeners. At Shudcast. Yeah, Shudcast. Shudcast. Episode 8, I believe, now? I have no idea. I think it's sure. episode 8. I think we're in episode 8. Thank you, Shudlings. Thank you, Shudlings. Goodbye. Stay, stay not. Don't, no touching. No touching. Oh, yeah.